Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based on the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year found on prayer book pages X to XLI, primarily using the first pairing which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm. Other variations from these general guidelines are pointed out in individual podcasts. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the text of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer is derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not the King James Version. By the time the King James Version was published in 1611 A.D. using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it in services for 70 years that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text only for the Psalter but substituted the King James Version for all other scripture. Podcast listeners are encouraged to visit Father Ron's blog, uh, a page on the AIC website on which I have posted an illustration on the subject matter of this podcast. The opening pages of Psalm 65 with King Henry's notations from the Psalter of Henry VIII, produced in southeast England, probably London, around 1540 to 1541, but possibly a couple decades earlier. In that blog posting, I also explain the difference in numbering between St. Jerome's Vulgate Bible printed in Latin and the version used in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer printed in English. In the Vulgate version, based on Jerome's 4th century translation, which was made the official Bible of the Roman Catholic Church in the 16th century, all psalms from Psalm 10 to Psalm 150 are off by one number. For example, Psalm 65, the first of two psalms appointed for morning prayer in second Sunday after Christmas in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Psalter, is labeled Psalm 64. Coverdale provided a helpful transition between these two systems by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, a practice which still is continued in the 28 Book of Common Prayer. The psalm reading appointed for second Sunday after Christmas is Psalm 65, paired with Psalm 121. Psalm 65 is a 14-verse psalm traditionally credited to King David. Its first words in Latin are, Te decit hymnus. Thou, O God, art praised in Sion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed in Jerusalem. Thou that hearest the prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. My misdeeds prevail against me. O be thou merciful unto our sins. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and receivest unto thee. He shall dwell in thy court and shall be satisfied with the pleasures of thy house, even of thy holy temple. 
Thou shalt show us wonderful things in thy righteousness, O God of our salvation. Thou that art the hope of all the ends of the earth and of them that remain in the broad sea, who in his strength setteth fast the mountains and is girded about with power, who stilleth the raging of the sea and the noise of his waves and the madness of the peoples. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth shall be afraid at thy tokens. Thou that makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to praise thee, thou visited the earth and blessedest, thou makest it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water, thou preparest their corn, for so thou providest for the earth. Thou waterest her furrows, thou sendest rain into the little valleys thereof. Thou makest it soft with the drops of rain, and blessest the increase of it. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy clouds drop fatness. They shall drop upon the dwellings of the wilderness, and the little hills shall rejoice on every side. The folds shall be full of sheep. The valleys also shall stand so thick with corn that they shall laugh and sing. Psalm 65 is another psalm with both a literal and a spiritual meaning. Literally, it reflects an agricultural economy. The faithful are praying for rain and for bountiful seasons. At the spiritual Christological level, in verse 7, who stilleth the raging of the sea, the psalmist refers to Christ's stilling of the waves on the sea when the disciples thought the boat was going to capsize, described in Mark 4, verses 35 to 41. Similarly, verse 9, Thou visited the earth and blessed it, can be understood as a prophecy of the Incarnation. In the broadest sense, the whole of Psalm 65 may be seen spiritually as a reference to those faithful who have profited through prayer, specifically having enjoyed rain and the, quote, bountiful seasons, unquote, the rain brings. The Orthodox Church commentary, commentaries note that in Psalm 65, the usual order of presentation is reversed. God's promised salvation to come is found in verses 1 to 5, and the creation is mentioned in verses 6 to 13. The same scholars interpret verse 4, Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and receivest unto thee. He shall dwell in thy court and shall be satisfied with the pleasures of thy house, even thy holy temple, as a reference to the departed among the faithful. For a verse-by-verse -verse examination of the many uses of blessed is, blessed are, and blessed be in the Psalms, see part three called Blessed is the Man in the AIC Bookstore publication, Christian Spirituality and Anglican Perspective. The second psalm read on second Sunday after Christmas is Psalm 121, a short eight-verse psalm, which, like Psalm 65, is traditionally credited to David. Its first words in Latin are levavi oculus. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh even from the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, and he that keepeth thee will not sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord himself is thy keeper. The Lord is thy defense upon thy right hand.
so that the sun shall not burn thee by day, neither the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, yea, it is even he that shall keep thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth forevermore. Psalm 121, attributed to David, is the second of the fifteen songs of ascent sung by the temple priests as they processed up the steps to the temple. It contains several phrases that became favorite verses in private prayers and later in liturgical prayers, including, My help cometh even from the Lord who hath made heaven and earth, in verse 2, and the Lord shall preserve thy going in and thy coming out, in verse 8, although in most prayers the order of going and coming is reversed. St. John the Evangelist may have had verse 6 in mind when he composed Revelation 7, verse 16, The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. For more on St. John's sources for this and other scriptural phrases, see the AIC bookstore publication Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, chapter 7, pages 65 to 70. The first lesson for Second Sunday after Christmas is Micah 4, verses 1 to 5, and Micah 5, verses 2 to 4, which includes prophecies of judgment and the coming of a Messiah. The second lesson is Luke 2, 21 to 32, a continuation of Luke's nativity narrative, which includes his account of the circumcision on the eighth day, the presentation in the temple, and the story of Simeon, including Simeon's song, The Canticle Nunc Dimittis. Second Sunday after Christmas can only occur in years which, in which Sunday falls on January 2nd, 3rd, 4th, or 5th. The Prophet Micah is the subject of Part 3, Chapter 6 in the AIC Bookstore publication, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament, pages 87 and 91, which include the text box Micah on Right Worship on page 91. Luke's nativity account and his reporting of unique songs, including the Nunc Dimittis, is featured with illustrations in two AIC Bookstore publications, The Gospel of Luke, Annotated and Illustrated, and Christmas, the Nativity of Our Lord in Scripture Art in Christian and Christian Tradition, and in Episode 13 and Episode 14 in our Bible study video series, New Testament Gospels. The Life of St. Luke is the subject of Episode 15 in our Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, First Series. The season of Christmas is also celebrated in the AIC seasonal video series, Christmas, the Nativity of Our Lord, presented in two episodes. Additional celebrations of Christmas include our seasonal video programs, Lessons and Carols for Christmas Eve, a single episode video, and the 12 Days of Christmas, presented in 12 episodes, one each for the days from December 25th through January 5th. Each series includes theme music and is available using links on the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The closing prayer was written for the 1928 Book of Common Prayer based upon the second Mass for Christmas in the Gregorian Sacramentary with St. John's theme of Christ as the light of the world, 
and Archbishop Cranmer's theme from the 1549 Book of Common Prayer, the necessity of taking the teachings of the Church into the heart. Almighty God, who has poured upon us the new light of thine incarnate word, grant that the same light enkindled in our hearts may shine forth in our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.